Matthew chapter number 19. Matthew chapter number 19. And um, actually we'll be more in chapter number 20, but you'll be right there in 19 and 20. And uh, we'll read a few verses. Amen. I'm just glad you're saved tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here uh, in the house of God tonight. All right. If you've got your place, I doubt very seriously, I thought about today, I don't believe I have ever heard a sermon on the subject that I'm going to preach on tonight. I I got to trying to uh, recollect all the sermons and and just got to thinking and I thought and I thought and I honestly don't believe I've ever in all my life, and I've heard hundreds and thousands of sermons, but I just don't uh, believe I've ever heard a sermon on this thought. We'll start in Matthew chapter 19, and uh, I'll ask you to follow along. Matthew nineteen twenty-seven. Then answered Peter and said to him, Behold, we are forsaken all, and followed thee. What shall then we have therefore? Matthew chapter 19 and verse 30. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now turn right over to Matthew chapter number 20. Now I'm going to read just one verse, and then I'll share with you what's on my heart. Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 16. So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called, but few chosen. We've been in a series on these Wednesday nights on when you just can't get over it. Tonight I'm going to deal with being disillusioned or disillusionment. It is the condition of being dissatisfied or defeated in expectation or hope. A feeling of disappointment arising from the realization that something is not what it was expected or believed to be. All that is to say is to look at something, have an expectation, and then the expectation doesn't take place. It just doesn't happen. And it's called being disillusioned. A good example, he became disillusioned with his job and the company. Expected something that didn't happen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Brother Brian, this to a throne grace. Amen. Chapter 19, the Lord was dealing, of course, with uh, the rich young ruler and uh, the great act there where Jesus said that it was easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. Peter and the rest of them then, well, Lord, who, who, can, who can be saved then? 
And in the midst of all that discussion, Peter asked a very, very challenging question. He said, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Now that is the foundation, if you will, for the parable that will come in chapter number 20. Uh, uh, let, let me share this with you. The greatest commentary on the Bible is the Bible itself. And we find that in the midst of that question, the Lord makes this statement, but many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now, that sounds like an odd statement. So, but, and no doubt that it was odd to them. It was a, a challenging statement to them. So he comes in chapter number 20, and he gives a parable of the laborers in his vineyard. Now, a parable is nothing more than an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And uh, I just love the fact the Lord uh, used parables to get across a truth He was trying to teach them. And I, the more I thought about this, I suppose this, one, this thing of being disillusioned happens more at the house of God than we could ever, ever imagine. People have an expectation. I do this, do this, do this, and then this is going to happen. Then when it doesn't happen, they get disillusioned. They get, uh, their, their expectations are shattered. And in, uh, in this parable that the Lord gives in chapter number 20, it, it is, uh, and, and I'm going to be honest with him. I first read this, and I was challenged somewhat. And uh, these laborers, I, I don't know if I wouldn't have felt the same as they did. I believe I probably would have. So first thing we see here is the recruiting of the laborers. And for the kingdom, chapter 20, for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is the householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into the vineyard. And when he had agreed, agreed, now if you mark your Bible, a highlight, you want to mark this verse. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you, and they went their way. He went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? And they said unto him, Because no man hath hired us. And he saith unto them, Go ye into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. Now, the story opens in a dusty Israeli marketplace, some, somewhat like a, the unemployment office. People would, without work, would go to this sun place 
and uh, they would wait to be hired for a job. They worked 12 hours a day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And early in the morning they went. So first of all, uh, we find here, now give, give me uh, two workers, Elijah and uh, Matthew. These were the ones that were over here uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the man comes out and he says, I, I'm looking for some workers. Well, how much are you paying? Well, um, how much you want? Okay. Now a penny, don't don't be alarmed. A penny was a day's wages in that time. It's called denarius. It was a day's wages. Okay, so you, you agree you're gonna work for a penny a day. That's what you agree to? That's what you're gonna okay, go to my vendor then over there. So he comes out again about the um um I think the uh, third hour again when he he went out the third hour, third hour, and he said, okay, I need a couple more workers. Eddie, uh, Jason, come here. I need a couple more workers. And uh, uh, I said, fellas, I, I need some workers. And are you willing to work? Ready. Okay. Uh, and you go, and whatever's right, I'll pay you. So you go over to my vineyard. All right. Well, I need, he went out again the sixth and uh the uh, sixth and the ninth hour. Okay, I need I need some more workers. I okay, uh, David and and um, uh, Ben. I need some more. Come on, fellas. Come on, fellas. We're working. We're working now. Let's go. Yeah, well, you fellas. You fellas want to work today? All right. So uh, you go to my vineyard and whatever's right, I'll pay you. All right. And. Okay, then he went out to 11th hour, 5 o'clock in the evening. All right, give me you two fellas right there. You come here. Okay, and uh, uh, I doubt very seriously if these fellas be out at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'll be by the end. Anyway, the 11th hour, why, why are you standing here idling? And they would say, because nobody hired us. Okay, uh, you wouldn't work? Yeah. Okay, you go to my vineyard and work. All right. And whatever's right, I'll pay you. And then, and then, and then at 6 o'clock in the day, the owner would pay the laborers. They would pay daily. Now, you'll notice... The first ones that were hired have worked 12 hours. Some of them worked 9 hours. Some have worked 6 hours. And some worked 1 hour. So the last two come first. Notice what he said? The last shall be first and the first shall be last. The last two Come on up here. I'm going to pay you. Boy, I'm, 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 I'm so thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for working. I'm going to give you a penny, and I'm going to give you a penny. Thank you for helping me today. Now, you reckon those two fellas are happy? Fellas show joy, you know. 
Okay, you can go on your way. Now, I want to ask you a question. What's the... Who was the first one? You? Who was the first? You? What are they thinking? We've been doing wrong. No. They're not thinking nothing wrong. No, they're thinking, man, wow. He paid him a penny for one hour and we've worked 12 hours so we're going to get how much? 12 pennies. Wow! Whoa! Man! That's, I, whoa, that's good. They're counting up my, my mama new dress. I knew all this. 12 days. I worked one. I get paid for 12 days. Okay? Then the next, the, the next, the next last two. They come the sixth. You come up. All right? Not, not them. You come with, you come after them. These two come up. Fellas, I thank you for helping me. I told you I was going to do right. So I'm going to give you a penny a piece. Thank you. Thank you. So you can go on back. Now these are saying, well, that's still pretty good. Uh, maybe not, maybe we won't get 12 cents a day, but maybe we get three or four pennies for the, for our day's wages. Okay? So then, the, the other two, not, not the first one, but the, the other two come up and they, and he said, uh, I told you I, I was going to do you right. So I'm going to give you a penny and I'm going to give you a penny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, the first, now's last. I go, fellas. And here you go. Here's what you agreed to, and here's what you agreed to. Whoa, we got a problem. We got a problem. Why? We, we, we watched all day. We worked in the heat all day long. That ain't fair. That ain't right. We worked all day long. And the owner said, No, I'm not doing you no wrong, friend. He said, Did you not agree for a penny? Now go on your way. Now I'm going to show you the principle. Now, I read that. And I'm, I'm like them two first workers. I kind of thought, man, I, I, I'd been like that, wouldn't you? But here's what happened. And here's the truth the Lord wanted to teach them. And then, now, now remember, stay with me tonight. What was the question that motivated the parable? Lord God, we done. I'm going to have to start all over now. The question that motivated the parable then answered Peter and said to him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? So now, here's what the Lord is trying to teach them. The first workers said, We want the law by the way. It was the law they had to pay a penny a day. They said, we want the guarantee of the law. And that's exactly what they got. 
For all the other workers said, we want the Lord as our guarantee. They said, we don't want the guarantee of the law. We want the guarantee of the Lord to be our guarantee. Here's what the Lord's trying to get across to Peter. He said, Peter, if you want, if you're dogmatic and you want me to tell you exactly what you're going to have, I will. But if you'll trust me, you're going to find you'll be a whole lot better off. I use this illustration so much, but uh, many of our churches heard it. One day, Darlene said, Honey, I'm going to town. I'm going to do shopping, and I want some money. Now, when she made mention of that, I had a figure. I had a $100 bill in my pocket I was going to give her. I said, How much money do you want? She said, I want $50. I said, Okay. So I handed her $50. And she said, Why are you looking that way? I said, If you trusted me, I was going to give you $100. But since you want $50, $50 is all you're going to get. Next time, she's down some money. I said, How much money do you want? She said, Whatever you want to give me. Well, I wanted her to see. I, I, I'd be a whole lot better to her than maybe what she'll even ask. Now, some of you ladies can't do that. You got ten uh, skin flint husbands, tight wads. That give you a dollar a day to go to town, amen. But I'm telling you, I was good. I wanted to understand that if I that I love her so much, well, you know what God just says. He said, "Why are you going to give me for serving you?" I say, "Lord, whatever you want to do." You know why I found He's a He loves me so much. What a God He is! To, how good He is to me. He'll give me much more. And here's what he's trying to teach them. They said, we want the Lord. We, we, we don't want you to set a figure and you have to do this and do that and do this and do this and do this and do this. Let me tell you a little secret. A whole lot of people serving God have said, now I've got to have this much. And I've got to have this much. And I've got to have this much. Well, I'm not going to do it. If they just believe God and trust God, they would find God would do 10,000 times more than they could ever ask for in this life. That was the principle. They was trying to show Peter that. He saw him. Boy, it is an amazing. Now, amazing. Now, I love this. But know something else about this parable. They were all standing, ready to go to work. They weren't laying around at the house. Hey, look this way. Young people, look this way. God gives nothing to lazy people. Do you hear what I said? God gives nothing to lazy people. Well, they was, in the, they was, they was ready to go to work. They was willing to go to work. Boy, the Bible's, and by the way, the Lord's still calling. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Boy, God is still looking for some people that are willing to work and willing to, to serve him. Boy, I tell you, and everyone, and those, everyone that was willing to work, the owner put them to work, regardless of what time they started. Let me say this. Some people, some people serve God early in life, in their youth, and very few 
rare exceptions that a person will serve God in their youth, through their middle ages, in their senior years, and wind up leaving this old world of serving God. Very few men do that. Uh, it's amazing. 99% of them uh, trip up, mess up somewhere in the process, in the stage of life. If they, don't, if they don't waste their youth, they'll, they'll, they'll mess up middle ages. If they don't mess up middle ages, they go crazy when they get older. Amen. And, and they, very few. But there are some that don't start serving God till their, till their middle ages. They, there's some that serve God in their youth, but quit serving in their middle age. There's some that don't start serving God till later on in years. But the ideal is this. God will pay off the same. It's not your length of service God's wanting. It's the sincerity of the service God's wanting. Amen. Notice, so he recompensed the labors. And notice this, they said, they, they were angry. They were angry. But he's wanting to, he's wanting to drive home a truth. I'm going to give you three things he's wanting to drive home. And, and the first thing is the order. The last who are now first. The late starters dared to trust the owner's benevolence. They struck no bargains. Their first two, their first two, they struck a bargain. They asked and agreed on a penny a day. And let me say this. When you ask and agree on a certain amount, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to really mess some of you up big time, but I'm going to help you if you'll listen. When you went to that job you got, they, they agreed to pay you a certain amount. And if they pay you that every week, You've got no right to complain no matter what the bonus is. Did you hear what I said? I used to give out bonuses and people complain and belly ache and whine. And I said, bless God, this company don't know you that. I said, you know what, what it was? They got disillusioned. They expected something that wasn't going to happen. They expected what they thought. And boy, it's amazing how people get disillusioned. They, they think something's going to happen. They expected something. But they got no truth to back up their expectation. So then they get disillusioned. And they get disillusioned with, with, with their job, with their, with their people. And in church, they can get disillusioned with God and get disillusioned with church because it didn't meet what they had thought up as an expectation to happen. There wasn't no truth. Tell me something. Did that man tell them he was going to pay them more? The first ones? Did any time he tell them, I'm going to give you more? They agreed to a certain amount and he paid what he agreed. Now, they were disillusioned. Notice something. He calls them friend. He ain't angry with them. He ain't angry. He's not upset. He wanted to drive home the first 
who are now last. Number two, notice the owner, his government. In answering the dis, uh, dissatisfied workers, the owner who obviously re- represents the Lord said to their spokesman, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Not, didn't we agree? And if these were men, now these men had a problem to begin with. But here they said, they didn't, didn't we agree? Friend, I've not done you any wrong. You become disillusioned when you've seen something else happening that had nothing to do with you in our agreement. I'm convinced there are people by the thousands. Folks, I I believe it's people by the thousands that have been in church, used to be in church, that's got disillusioned with something. They either had an expectation uh, uh, of, of, of how something ought to go or got disillusioned with the preacher or, or, or with the, the struck. They got disillusioned with something. They had an ex, uh, okay? You know, it, it's amazing. It's kind of like this. Even for preachers get disillusioned. I got disillusioned one time. It's amazing. I was I was thinking today. I said, Lord, have I ever been disillusioned? And I thought and I thought and I thought and praise God, it just come to mind. Yes, I got disillusioned one time. We uh, started building this building. And uh, one thing the deacons did, and was a blessing, um, they said, uh, you just go ahead and since you're here and decisions got to be made, make them. And if you run into a snack, we'll get together and we'll figure out what to do. And that's what we did. And, uh, boy, I worked and worked and I just worked hours and hours on this, just, you know, just worked hard hours on this building. And, and when I got the, uh, the building done, uh, I, I had an expectation. Now, 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 stay with me. Don't don't get messed up. Stay with me. Now, you hear the whole story. You're going. You'll get disillusioned. Stay with me. And and I thought, well, now uh, uh, it's coming to the end of the year, and they they're going to give me a raise. I worked so hard, and and I, I didn't expect nothing. I've never. The, God's been good to me, and and but they come to me and said, well, we got this big building to pay for now, so we're not going to give you a raise. And I got disillusioned. Bad. Real bad. I'll tell you how disillusioned. Now, it wasn't based on truth. They never told me they was going to give me an increase. They never told me you build this building and we're going to do this, 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 and this. They never told me none of that. 
It wasn't based on truth. It was based on my expectations. I've worked all this and I've worked so hard and, and yada, yada, yada. And boy, surely they're going to do this. And they said, we've we got to pay for this building and we're not going to give you a raise. And, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I got so disillusioned. Got so disillusioned. I decided to have me a, a full, full-fledged pity party. I come to the church, didn't cut no lights on. I mean, didn't invite nobody but me, myself, and I. That's all. Amen. I, I just tell you, I was in an awful shape because I was disillusioned. God in His mercy sent a woman in the church. I'm in the back. She doesn't know I'm there. She comes in there first, walks up here, and starts singing the song. Me in the back. And God wind me out. And I'm telling you, He just, her singing and, and God using her song to speak to me in the back. And me just, I mean, Lord gosh, you, it, it is all. Boy, that day, I promised God about three or four things, and what I promised Him is none of your business. But I left not disillusioned. And that can happen to anyone here. Have you ever expected to raise on your job? You worked hard. Now, they've never told you they're going to give you a raise. I'm going to really mess some of you up. A review is not necessarily a raise. It's to review what you've done. I'm not going to make friends tonight. A review is just to, to look over what you've done. And maybe they'll give you a raise, but they never told you they were going to give you one. So we get disillusioned in thinking. Boy, when this gets in the house of God, many of you in our church serve. I'm honest with you. Many of you, I, I believe, I, I, I really believe, whenever, when we put, I put Ronnie on staff, the, the day that God just put it in my heart, I knew he was the man God wanted. I had never talked to him about it. I never mentioned it. But I knew in my heart he was the man that God wanted. And, but there was another man here. And he had been, he had served well. He had served so well. And I honestly believe I lost him because he got disillusioned. Why didn't I get that position? Well, you didn't get that position because God didn't want you in that position. Can I, can I share something with you? Very personal. I used to, I used to, if you got around me, I would just open my, I would just spill my heart out to you what God's, God's got in my heart. Just, I would just spill my heart what, what God wants to do in the church and what God thinks wants to do. You, you know, I don't do that no more. You know why? Because I, but God does something terrible to me. He changes his mind. He may not want to do it that way. Or do it. So I just keep my mouth shut. I never, I already share my heart with what, what I'm doing. I just tell you, I'm praying, I'm believing God. Because people get so disillusioned. His government, 
He's not angry with the man. He calls him friend. The owner was not unfair either. On the surface, does it not look he's unfair? But he's not. The worker received exactly what he agreed to. And they were, he was recompensed, he was paid according to their agreement. To their agreement. Notice his grace. The owner added, I will give unto, the, give, I will give unto this last even as unto thee. You know what? That, they didn't deserve it. Do you think that, that dude that come in at 11 o'clock, I mean at 5 o'clock in the evening and worked one hour, do you think he deserved a penny? No, he didn't deserve a penny. That is grace. Can I ask you a question? Do you deserve grace? Do you deserve the goodness of God? Do you deserve what God has done in your life? I certainly don't. Man, God's grace. God said, they trusted me. And because they trusted me and served me faithfully, I will deal with them according to not my justice, to my grace. Peter, you want to know what's in it for you? Trust my grace. And you'll be glad you did. Trust my grace. Notice his greatness. He said this, Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? You know what God said? It's my money. It's my money. It's my money. The owner's saying, Hey, it's my money. Isn't it lawful? If I want a, if I want a man to work for one minute and give him a penny, it's my money. And it, isn't it lawful for me to do what I want to with it? And you know what God's saying? It's mine. Isn't it lawful for me to do with what I want to with it? May I say, may we if we could learn this. He was sovereign in all that was his. He can do with it what he likes. It's his own business. My, my. Then his goodness. He said this. He asked a question. This is for the first two. This is for Elijah and, and Matthew. Is thine eye evil because I am good? They said, You're not there! We worked all day and it ain't fair. He said, did you not agree? Yes, but he said, then are you, is your eye, are you evil? Are you evil? Because I'm good. Wouldn't it be something if we would ask, you know, God does something for someone, blesses them richly, do you find yourself in envy envious and jealousy? Say, why, sir, God? Why not? God may be asking you, is your eye evil because I'm good? Wow, what a question. What a question. We see the, the order, then the owner, then the observation. So that the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called but few are chosen. 
He said in Matthew 19, 20, and I know son didn't catch it at first. He said, but many. Notice he didn't say all. That are first shall be last, and last shall be first. May I say, there are some who are first now, will be first then. Being first wasn't the issue. Being first had nothing to do with it. If the first two said, I'm looking for workers. We'll work for you today. And what, what, are, you, what are you paying? Uh, okay, how much you want? Whatever you, you deem right. Then a day went, then their heart would have been right. And that owner could have done whatever he chose to do. So there'll be some first, still first. It says many, not all, not all. Some who are last will still be last when the day of reckoning comes. As we look at the world around us, it's hard not to come, become disillusioned. I, I think one of the, the challenges of today is you wonder if anyone is for real. Perhaps you thought, well, I, we can get disillusioned here. I'm just going to stay here a while. I, I love our church. We've we got a great church. But you know, people have disillusioned you. You look at people sometimes and you think, well, that's, that's a great Christian. Man, I, I tell you what, that, that, that's, that, that's a great Christian. I, I, I tell you what, well, well, she's a great Christian. I mean, she's top of the line. She's, she's a great Christian. Or he's a, he's a really, I mean, he's really solid. Man, you, you can put your confidence in him and he's really solid. He's a really great Christian. Or you look and say, well, that couple, they're, they're just really great Christians. They're solid and, and, and more they love God. And they're just really solid. And then something happens. Then they turn and then we go through the gammon. Preach, what happened to them? What happened to them? Like, we done something to them? No, we not done nothing to them. And you say, why? Well, I, I, I don't know. And, and if you're not careful, you can get so disillusioned. Now listen to me. By the way, this happens in preachers. God help us. God help us. Can I be just very transparent right now? God help us. Pastors and that just don't stay with God and stay right and have to get out of the pulpit and disqualify themselves and destroy their marriages, destroy the homes, and uh, get into things that shouldn't shouldn't be. God, God help them. That the, I, 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 Lord God, I'm going to have to stand and give an account. I, I, I thought about it so many times. I want to stand and give an account for every word I preach from this pulpit. And you have to give an account for every word you heard. And I, and I know God's going to say, Boy, you, you, Lord, son, that was a stupid thing you said. Where did where'd you get that? And why would you drag me in on that thought you had? That was your thought. That wasn't mine. I'm sure I'm going to have to give an account for a whole lot of stuff. But God help me not to have to give an account for allowing my life to get so messed up that I destroy 
Bible's sitting in his pulpit. I, I, I'm thinking right now of a young man that uh, had his eyes on a preacher in this church. That preacher's in heaven now, so he, he deals with God. And it's between him and God now. That young man had his eyes on him. And he got all sideways and out of, out of the will of God. And that young man just, he, he used to be so excited about God. So, and, and I mean, just so excited. And, and that young man got disillusioned. Disillusioned. Do you recognize this? These youngins around here. See all these youngins right up here? These youngins up here are watching someone in this church. Some of them, these young people around here are watching you. These, these boys here are watching men in this church. These young ladies are watching ladies in this church. They're watching you. They're wanting to know what you're, what, if you're real. They, and some of them, they immediately, they got, they got a, a perception of you. And if you, fa- if you fail to be right with God, then you're going to, they'll get disillusioned one day. They'll get disillusioned. I don't know about you. I thought my daddy's the greatest hero in the world. I, I just thought my daddy's the greatest man ever was. Still do. He's in heaven now. I thought my daddy's the greatest man in the world. You that got children, your little boys think you're the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> there are a few exceptions. <laughs> God knows a few exceptions. No, the truth of the matter is, Jimmy, I watch how you youngins love you. See, the truth is, they're watching. And we're, we're, we're going to be accountable to God. And whenever we, we are not what we're supposed to be, they'll get disillusioned. Is that a Christian? Is that a Christian? Wow. I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying we're not to be fake. I'm not talking about being fake. I'm saying, wait, is that a Christian? Is that a Christian? And they'll get disillusioned. And a lot of them will say, well, if that's Christian, I don't want nothing to do with it. I just turn bad. I don't want nothing to do with it. And get disillusioned about things. You understand why I believe that, I don't believe I've ever heard this preached. And yet, I ain't so sure it's not happened to all of us. I've got disillusioned with people. People I thought were the solid foundation. You build on them and then turn and do something crazy and I get disillusioned. But you know what? I've learned. And I want to, I want to give you this. I'm done. When someone disappoints you, remember, God never said He had perfect followers. He did say, however, His followers have a perfect Savior. I have never got disillusioned with my God. 
I have never gotten disappointed in my God. As a matter of fact, when I think He'll do one thing, He'll turn and do something so much greater. I, I, I was talking to a fellow the other day. It, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm, I stand amazed at this. God just turns and moves in, in our lives all the time. But we're so busy. We're so busy. We never stop to say, Oh, there's God. Whoa, I didn't see that. Oh, we see, we go through something and we fall all pieces until later we look back and say, Wow, God was there. And we fail to see Him when in fact He works in our lives every day, moving the pieces around, just being a great God that He is. I've never gotten disillusioned. When you get disillusioned with people, don't don't your 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 eyes, your focus is on the wrong person. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I pray one day, and and I just named off the people in our church, including myself. I said, "My gosh, we all got problems. We're all in a mess." But thank God you're not. You're not. Someone said the best of men are men at best. Psalms 103, 14. He knoweth our frame. He remembereth we're dust. Then let's make sure that we, that in our service we trust Him and serve Him with the Spirit which He serves us. My soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from Him. Wow. My expectation is from Him. Have you ever been disillusioned? May I say, you'll never get disillusioned with Him. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed.